Bum, bum. Yeah, that's right, folks. It's time for another episode of Old Fashioned Work and Whiskey. I'm your host, Jason Courtney. In studio with me, as always, Mr. Olin Hyde. How are you, sir? I'm jamming out. Yeah, man. I don't know why. That music was just, uh, I was ready to go. You were dancing over there. I was. I, I wish had we a, had that on the preview video. I had, <laughs> I had a little Chris Middleton in me today. I was getting down. He likes to get funky, and so do I. So Funky? Yeah. I like to get funky. Funky, funky. Yeah, so it's a good day. We're uh, we're enjoying some Basil Hayden Toast. Uh, it is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It is artfully aged by the James B. Beam Distilling Company, all right? So it is distilled and bottled in Claremont, Frankfort, Kentucky. So the notes on this say it's toasted wood, vanilla, and has a light mouthfeel. They were not wrong about the light mouthfeel. So I cheated and I had a little bit last night just playing out of the sniffer. Neat, as some would say. And it just, it left a little bit desired. It's a, it's a lighter alcohol volume. It's got uh, 80 proof. So it's 40% alcohol by volume. It's not a bad flavor. It just, I wish there was more of it. There's no pizzazz to it. No, no, not at all. But now we're fixing to try it with the run amuck maple cocktail syrup you picked up was it at the busy bee yeah at the busy bee matt davis's favorite it is a fantastic <laughs> it's not better than Bucky's, but I, it is matt a good I one would disagree with yeah you. well you guys are allowed to be wrong what can i say <laughs> well let's uh let's give it a shot we've got our ice flyers 10-year cups and uh we actually have opening weekend this weekend so it's a uh, it's exciting week for us here we go i have to say it's really nice paired with the Runamuck. Did we go with the smoked one? Smoked maple, yeah. It loses a little bit of the smokiness. Now, when I had just a little bit of drip of syrup, it was nice and smoky. Now, we also didn't measure properly, so... This is true, so we could We might be outpouring... <laughs> one or the other. One or the other, absolutely, so... I would approve this uh, combination. I, you know, like you said, the, the toast on its own... Yeah. Doesn't bring a lot to the table, but paired with the paired with Vermont the maple syrup. Yeah, yeah, very it's, nice. It's very good. Mm. All right. Well, well, let's get into the topic for today, which we just decided a few minutes before the show, which I know you love, right? So we have yeah, no show notes. Running by the uh, seat of our pants here today, your favorite way to, to record a podcast. Which sometimes... You know, you just have to adapt, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're chuckling because that's today's topic is adapt or die. Yeah. Right. Some days you don't get show notes. Some days you don't get to look at your talking points. You just got to go with what you know and what's in your gut. So, so this, guys, is not thought out. You're just getting it live, fresh unfiltered. right off of our brains. So whether it's good or bad, that's what you're getting. That's right. So. What does adapt or die mean? And I think it's going to be different based on who you ask, right? So, I mean, I've already thought of five different ways we could go with this, right? So I've thought about the employment sector and the chaos that we're in there, the shipping sector. And and what I will say is those that adapt tend to win, mm -hmm. right? They, they are the ones that are ahead. You look at uh, Jeff Bezos, who we've talked about before, right? Like, I mean, he was able to adapt and, and made... A lot of money making yeah. our lives a little bit easier. Well, it's and it's you almost, you know, there's a phrase talking about that it's a disruptive technology or disruptive change in the way people are doing things. And 
you almost have to disrupt yourself. And I think you listened to the podcast with the uh, GM. Uh, I can't remember if it's business movers or business wars anyways, but they're going all electric. Yeah. And almost in a uh, self-disruptive way that they've bet big on electric vehicles to the extent that their plan long-term is not to produce combustion engine based vehicles anymore. Yeah. And they have to make that decision now so they can gear towards that with their manufacturing, with their retooling of the plant, with the design process. Right. And as those things happen, improvements happen. So we just got done with a meeting with one of our vendors here at the cleaning company. And wow, how far we have come from when we both started in this industry back in 2010, we'll say for for average, Um, you know, 2010 till 2021. Holy cow. Yeah. The technology difference. And that's the funny thing is like our industry is a perfect example of the whole adapter die, right? Because it's people look at it and they're like, I mean, it's a vacuum and a mop bucket. Like how much adapting do you need? But in, you know, with today's labor market and with the expectations and the way that flooring has changed, uh, yeah. it has completely changed how we approach a building as a company and, well, I mean, so the the building that we were looking at doing some work in with this wide area vacuum we're looking at, you know, it's it's a big building. Yeah. It's what, eight hours a night? Yeah. Because we've increased our productivity with some of the equipment we use. Oh, yeah. So yeah. can you imagine <laughs> if this was 2010? That would have been a 15 hour building. Yeah. It was backpack had, vacuums, which if was we were lucky, which was if amazing we were lucky. technology back then. Yeah. Our yeah. first nine. I'm I'm walking down the hallway with Caleb with the sweeper and I'm going now, can you imagine 28 inches at a time, 28 inches at a time we're doing, you know, probably 30,000 square foot an hour Two feet, four inches for those of you that aren't good at math. And I made that comment to him. I was like, can you imagine if we both had to wear a backpack and do all of this? He was like, Oh my gosh, it's six floors. You know, back in the day, the backpacks were corded. They didn't have cordless. Now they have battery powered cordless backpacks that are amazing and easier to use than the than the traditional corded ones. But just that simple pivot has saved us hours and hours a night. And so we're using a Terra 28 currently and we're looking at a potential 35 or 36 was 36. Yeah. So full three feet. We're going to go from three passes on that hallway to two passes and can shave 10 minutes per floor off in that's an hour a night. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that we've had to do to say, you know, one of, one of the major things that every company is facing today is staffing. Right. And so if we want to stay ahead of the curve, we have to find ways to not need as many people. When it, it's one, the backpack vacuum requires more people, but two, it's physically more demanding and it's easier. Like, if somebody's wearing a backpack, it's easier for them at the end of that shift go, this isn't worth it. Like I'm out of here. Yeah. You guys remember walking the hallways with your backpacks on at school and on a hot day, wearing it to the bus, you'd get a little bit of that sweat. Now imagine wearing it for six hours hours and and working your butt off the whole time. Like it is not fun at all. So switching to a sweeper, not only enabled us to reduce labor hours, but also uh, worker fatigue because mm-hmm. now it's not an exhausting thing. I mean, it's still a lot of walking, but you're not carrying this heavy backpack on you for four to six hours a night. Absolutely. You know, I, I look at a company like Chick-fil-A um, who has adapted well over the years and 
as we head in, man, America is so different now than, than growing up. So I graduated high school in 05. You graduated in 03, 02. Okay. Yeah. Like, so it's so different now than it was then. I mean, Matt, who's a, a loyal listener partner and, and sometimes on the podcast, he just does not enjoy the Chick-fil-A in our market. It's not the strongest, most reliable yeah. Chick-fil-A. He, he has Poor I mean, you can sit in the drive-through for 35 minutes when it's busy. No, not not doubt in my mind. It's it's crazy and it's busy. But then you can also DoorDash Chick Fil A and have it in 13 minutes. Yeah, I can have Chick Fil A DoorDashed to my house, which is about 15 20 minutes away. No joke in in less time than it would take me to drive there and back. And they've produced the food, sent it out with a driver and and is at my house and I'm eating it on the yep. couch watching my TV show. Yeah. Like, and well, even you just look at their drive through compare like so in you know high school, I worked at McDonald's, you know, as a lot of teenage high schoolers. Thank God did. I never did the, the fast food. I, I, did. I didn't go straight to restaurant at Village Inn, but I, I did the McDonald's for a time in high school and the drive through, you know. The mindset was they pull up to the window or the speaker, they order and then they pull up to the window, they pay and they get their food. And that was the whole mindset back then. And then Chick-fil-A stepped in, you know, several, I don't remember how long ago, but you know, probably five or six years ago, they started having their workers come out to the drive through with like an iPad and start mm-hmm. taking orders in advance. And it revolutionized their drive through times because now they could, start prepping food well in advance. So mm-hmm. they had, you know, 10, 20 orders in where McDonald's might have five at a time that they're able to prep. And so their drive through time went, you know, from you know, four to five minutes, like what a, a McDonald's will have from where you placed your order to until you got out to, you know, much faster and not only just faster, but the, the volume of cars, they probably do three times what a McDonald's can do. And oh, probably and some more. Yeah. And it's one of those, like you said, they adapted so they could be better, not just survive, but. And it reminds me of the, the Chick-fil-A down there off of uh, Waters in Tampa. Oh, ha- yeah. It has a conveyor belt out to a second window so yeah. they can have basically three drive through lines going. Yep. They have um, their own drink stations, but they still have just the one kitchen and they clip the bag onto the conveyor belt and it just runs it up and over and down. They unclip it, hand you your bag, say, have a great day. Yeah. You say thank you, they say my pleasure. And like, they're running three drive through lines when everybody else can oh barely yeah. get two. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So they've adapted to overcome the, the the amount of traffic they have to handle. And a lot of companies have copied it. You know, I mean, the scooters yeah. brand that we're getting into, like they, they have that resource now where they send out, you know, I forget what they call it, but they send somebody out with an iPad and they start taking yeah. orders, you know, five, six cars back. Cause then it's ready. As soon as you get to the window, boom. And a lot of companies are switching to apps where you can pay via the app, right? Chick-fil-A is one of them. Yep. Um, Scooters coffee is one of them. You can just have already paid through the app. So they just hand you your drink and you're off. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's about that efficiency because we're in a society today that wants things yesterday. Today is not fast enough. You guys just canceled your Amazon prime membership this year because why, I, you know, the two day shipping was never two day shipping anymore. And yeah. It's gotten hard. Yeah. And so much so that it was like you'd order it and you're like, well, we'll see if it shows up. And, <laughs> you and know, it just wasn't Amazon there has had to pivot. You know, they've got a lot more. I mean, you used to see FedEx and UPS a lot every day at our office because I'm a little bit of a junkie. <laughs> I mean, there's an Amazon van pulling up, you know, and 
So Amazon's like, Hey, we're just going to start our own distributing and we're going to, yeah. we're going to take it out and handle it ourselves. And we're not there yet, but I'm telling you, there's going to come a day where auto- autonomous delivery is going to be a real thing. Oh, they're I, working on it. Uh, and Amazon has been working on it. Hardcore. I mean, Domino's already, already has a robot to deliver yeah, pizzas. The nano, the, I can't remember the, the name of it. Yeah. The new, but then that's, I don't know. That's not a, uh, Hey, we're hoping to do this. There's several of yeah, them live yeah. in cities delivering pizza. And Amazon does it in their warehouses. They have little robots that will take, you know, things from one location to another so that somebody can unpack them and put them in the boxes that they need to. I mean, they're, they're all working on that, but we look at today, like the driver shortage and, you know, truckers, I mean, bless their hearts. They are some hardworking individuals working long hours away from their family. And, and I mean, it's hard right now. So it's, it's one of those things where you add in a truck that can, you know, Hmm. drive across the country autonomously and all of a sudden we're, we're looking at a completely different. Well, you think um, a place like that, like a Coca-Cola or, you know, any other delivery combined with a warehouse, if they could have, all right, everybody just back your trucks up and then robots overnight load all the trucks mm-hmm. and they load them in the, in the order that makes sense for the drivers to unload as they're going around their route. Yeah. Like that investment right now, I bet, almost any of those industries would make the the investment in that because warehouse people are hard to come by. Well, so you and I go out to our same page meeting on Wednesdays and I've seen at least twice a buddy of mine who's, uh, you know, an executive vice president over at, uh, do we want a large beer distributor, a large beer distributor here. Um, and he's out on a, on a van delivering cases of, of beer and, it's like, he's like, yeah, we're, we're just short drivers. I'm having to pay double time and a half to get drivers to come in and work. And, and I'm like, man, you know, what, what in the world, how, you know, what if the vans could be automatically loaded and they could take those overnight workers and put them on truck and, you know, just make life a little bit easier. Coca-Cola, um, you know, we, we service their account and one of their big wigs, I won't say his name in case he wants to protect that, but, uh, you know, he's out delivering. He's a lot of the top guys involved in it have been out at some point. Yeah, because it's just chaos. They're short. They're they need more people, and and it's just getting harder and harder. And so I think you're going to start seeing some adjustments made. And well, and and even at us, you know, as you look at the labor market, um, we've tried to adapt. I mean, we've offered benefits and bonuses and um, referral fees and all you know all kinds of things to try to overcome what everyone's calling the labor shortage right now. And it's somewhat been successful. We, I will say this compared to many of our competitors in the industry, we're faring better on staffing, but we recognized early on, like, Hey, we've got to adapt and change. We can't just sit back and wait for people to come and apply. Like we've got to be changing how we're advertising. We've got to be changing how we're looking for people. And so we were ahead of the game, even inside of office pride on let's start getting some of our business cards to give to people. When we see them giving us a, a excellent service at a restaurant or at a bar or, you know, wherever we frequent. And it's like, man, you know, you work hard and you do a good job. Like if you ever need extra money or you're looking for a different job. I'm like, we'd love to hire you. Yeah. And it's one of those things. It just, it has to happen. Otherwise you're going to suffer from it. 
Um, you know, and companies often get caught um, with their pants down or back on their yeah. heels. And I think let's let's brainstorm. I know we don't have anything right off the top of our head, but today is National Failure Day. Yeah, and, National Failure Day. And so let's think of somebody that maybe didn't pivot quick enough. And oh, I have several of those. Oh, good, good. Like Kodak is one. Yeah. So Kodak actually had the opportunity to really capitalize on the digital camera market and their executives and board were like, no, that's not where it's going to go. People aren't going to want digital pictures and basically turned away the opportunity to be the, the leader in the digital camera market and went bankrupt and almost non-existent. Um, they, they have, uh, come back from the grave a little bit, but they're nowhere near the leader that they used to be in the, the photography world. And that's because of a poor decision. What about somebody that just didn't make a decision like a blockbuster? Yeah, man. I can remember as a child growing up on Friday nights, if my sister and I were good, we got to go pick out a movie and maybe a, yeah. a video game to rent for the weekend. And man, it was a big deal. I mean, if we were really good and got great grades, we could get like a yeah. Whoppers or a Mike and Ike's with it. And yeah, they, uh, they were beholden to late fees, which if there's any Gen Zers that listen to us, you probably don't know what those are as far as movies go. But as Jason said, you would go and rent a physical copy. Yeah. So the stores had to carry 120 copies, you know, of brand new movies. I mean, you would go see a whole section of the wall from eight feet up in the air to all the way to the floor. There would yeah. be 150 with like three copies of each movie behind each one. It was crazy. And if they were gone, you, you had to wait. It. Yep. Yep. And, but you would rent it, you know, let's say you went on Friday, we Friday night at five, it had to be back like Monday morning by nine, or yeah. you were getting charged like a, a late $4 fee. late fee per day. Yeah. And that was a huge chunk of revenue for Blockbuster. And so while they saw the opportunity for streaming, they were like, that's not going to be our primary revenue. Look at yeah. all this money we get from late fees. We don't need to make that pivot just yet. And they waited now, too long. <laughs> now the last blockbuster has been turned into a Airbnb. Oh, it's so, just an Airbnb now. Yeah. Airbnb. You can go stay at what is, I mean, they've got some beds and a kitchen is it in Alaska. I couldn't tell you. I don't have to search that in a yeah, moment. It's, it's, it's so it's, you know, one of those companies that just didn't make the pivot. You got one more for national failure day for national failure day. We've got. Let's think. Uh, do we want something like that where they made the wrong decision? Either or? is fine. They're both failures, right? They, I mean, if you make the wrong pivot, that happens. I'd rather you make a move and not, you know, making the wrong move is better than making no move at all, I think. So GM had a failure where uh, there was some technology failure. Oh, you know what? The Toyota, was it Toyota that had the gas pedal accelerator Incident. Toyota Prius? No, no, it was just like all Toyotas there no, for a while. I know like the Prius the, like drove itself into yeah. a wall. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that was one of those they had to adapt and and make a recall and it it was costly and expensive. Um but they could have tried to defend and deflect on their failure and say, no, no, it wasn't our fault. And but instead they adapted. They, they owned it. They owned it. It cost them some money. But at the end of the day, they're still here, right? And it saved their reputation, right? No, I, I would much rather do business with somebody that owned their mistake than someone that tried to lie their way out of it. Mm -hmm. I, you know, if I can't trust you. I have one more oh. I just thought about that is perfect. Um, 
and and almost like the dot com era, right? Uh, AOL. Whew. AOL. My dad <laughs> still has that. Sabu three two five seven one at AOL.com if you wanna know. if you wanna send him a little email. He still checks it every day, logs in. You've got mail. I mean, they were the leader in the internet market. As well as being the leader in um um your coffee mug holders like oh. <laughs> uh, what are they called? Uh the compact coasters. disc yeah, yeah. The coasters <laughs> them and net zero man if you you know because your mom and dad you you can't set drinks on mm-hmm. the, on the wood it'll warp it you know and you are guaranteed to get one a quarter uh <laughs> aol here's and a cd zero. we'll get you yeah. online like just pop this into your computer even if you've already got us we're gonna send it to you anyways yeah, yeah. And absolutely once a quarter you got four of those a year yep. so you got a one set <laughs> yep every year <laughs> Yeah, that's another company that just didn't pivot. I mean, they're still around, but they're not the no the Steve the noble the Steve Gen they Zers were. Probably don't know who they Mm-mm. are. I mean, we only know because no. we remember the era of dial up. I mean, they made a movie. You've got mail. Yeah, like based off of AOL.com <laughs> when you signed in. You know, you went through that. It was so, po- yeah, it was so popular. Yeah, yeah. You kids You've that don't know mail. what dial up is, you are missing out. Go back on YouTube and watch how dial up works, and you, <laughs> let's watch a. Page you'll never load. complain about 3G ever again. Oh, the fact man. that we can stream movies, and I mean, it's unbelievable the adaptions we've we've seen over the course of the last ten years. It's wild, and like you say, it's it happened. It's happening faster, so companies have to be even more ready to make a change and pivot and adapt. I mean, with quality from videos, I mean, heck, I've got an iPhone sitting over here that we just recorded our, our uh, podcast intro on for, it's got three cameras on the back. I think it's got two on the front. It's like, and it's as good as any old camcorder. I mean, I remember buying a handy cam as a Christmas gift and it was like, the best thing ever. We still have it. Why? It's a relic. <laughs> you know, it, put it in the museum. Let's send it. We to have a really nice digital camera as well. We never. No, use it. why would you? The phone's even better. I'm not joking. This phone compares to, I used to do photography on the side with my buddy sky and it was like, we had these Canon and they were SLR originally. Now they're DSLRs, which stands for digital. Um, you know, they're, they're nice, but these are competitive with those. I mean, you can do a little bit more with your camera because you can focus yeah. and do aperture and, and things like that, that some people don't know. Shutter when you're speed. really, really getting yeah, into when you're really into photography. But I mean, this stuff does very, very similar and takes some great quality. I mean, they show it on commercials now, iPhone, where they're filming movies. There's one where the guy like knocks at the door and he kicks the door down and jumps over them. And yeah, like it's, it's quality. And Compared to, so I was for one year on the high school newspaper. Um, we had a digital camera and this thing took floppy disks. So you could Is take it like the one that uh, Hannah had at church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. those were the best. You so, could take like, like six Sony pictures. Bravia yeah. Or, <laughs> yes. And then you'd have to change your floppy disk. Yes, disks. it was so great. And like you said, now you can full shoot full feature anim- animation pictures on an iPhone and, and it's upload a, it to the cloud instantaneously for the can, world to see. You can download an app and edit it on your iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it's unbelievable. We had floppy disks, like you said, that would hold a little <laughs> bit of data. Yeah. And then the thumb drive came out. Oh, that was revel- when, oh my when gosh, college. When, they were like, oh, you can buy a thumb drive and just use that to give your stuff to your professor. Bro, do you remember 256? Oh, so when I bought my first Dell computer for college, I'm really dating myself right now. <laughs> but they were like, would you like to add a thumb drive? And I'm like, well, how much? You know, and they were like, well, you can get a 128 a 256 or a 512. And I'm like, well, what's the 512? It was like $200 for a 512 megabyte. You can get a terabyte thumb drive now for like 26 bucks. They give away four gigabyte thumb drives at conventions all the time. All the time. Give them away. Yep. That's how cheap they are. Oh yeah. It's unbelievable to see where we've come versus where we were. And that's, that's what we, you know, we've had to do as a company is adapt. We've had to make changes in the hiring and the processes, the way we clean the equipment we use, you know, it's all, it has to happen. Otherwise we will cease to exist. You see it in sports, right? Teams that make those changes often succeed and continue to succeed. Those that stay in the the lane of running only or throwing only, or, Hey, we don't really need a great defense. It just, it doesn't work out. So that's our, that's our story for today is it's just be mindful of adapting and being ready for the the pivots that are required, because if we don't, then we're, we're going to be doomed. So we enjoyed sharing this episode with you today. We had that basil Hayden toast that uh, we've enjoyed and the run amuck maple cocktail syrup. So if you guys have any questions, reach out to us, like subscribe, find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts. We'll see you next time. Didn't quite get it loud enough there at the end. I know. I was like, is he going to turn the music on? Well, you run or? it right up to the end all the time. <laughs> You're just doing this so we can put this on the show, aren't you? I'm going to have to change to You're the longer You're just doing this ending. so we can put it on the show for <laughs> Matt Davis, you jerk. I got you. Oh.